this is what's hot and what you need to be looking out for. Welcome to the Best Friends Fancast, an Allison Rosen fan podcast. I am your host, Lisa Lowry, and this week we will talk about the Monday episode with Aaron Gibson and Brian Safi, and the Thursday show, Friendsgiving Rage, Allison's Pie Freakout, and 24 by 7. But first, I would like to introduce fellow best friends and my co-host for tonight. Hi, TS. Welcome. Hey, how's it going? Good. Happy birthday. Belated. Thank you. <laughs> and welcome, Rafi, little Rafi. A.K.A. Henny Blanco, not Kid Flacco, <laughs> like you wrote in the description. Skull, <laughs> <laughs> Jerry. You know, it's funny because I write those descriptions and I think nobody reads these things. And so I thought, I'm just going to go ahead and put every nickname that little Rafi's had. And Kid Flacco <laughs> is one of them. <laughs> I don't know where you got that from, but... Because you're it's... skinny! And you said, what is your name? Oh, Henny Blanco from Henny the Bronx. Henny Blanco, and then it made That's me a... think of Flacco, so Kid Flacco. I don't know. <laughs> That's cool, right? Ha- have you seen Carlito's Way? Mm, no. Okay, forget it. <laughs> Good story. Um, <laughs> just kidding. Well, if you've seen the I movie, know, it would have been a good story. Benny Blanco. I, I was just trying to deflect Benny onto you. And uh, it's John Leguizamo. You probably have a crush on him or something. Ugh, his last name I can never say it. And no, I never. I don't think I ever did. I dated a guy that looked kind of like him though, but he also looked like Emerald Lagasse too. Anywho, <laughs> okay. I just have to say, you guys, I'm pretty fucking excited because the cold weather is finally here. Maybe not to Rafi's standards, but it's Pendleton weather and I can put socks on and I'm so fucking excited. And I just wanted to share that. I don't know, TS, if you're excited about cold weather, but... A little bit. I like the fall. I'm not super... Well, the coldest it gets around here is like 40 and that's at like, you know, 3 a.m. or whatever, like when it's whatever, whenever it's darkest. Um, But yeah. I don't mind it. It's like when you're coming home from the strip club weather. I mean, I don't come home. I usually just take a nap, like in the back in the champagne room, because I'm, you know, when you spend enough money, they, they kind of let you do whatever you want. You can, you know, grab chicks by whatever. That's nice. I, I'm usually stuck in the champagne room, but whatever. When you're there, make sure you cover your eyes because apparently you can get AIDS in your eyes. <sighs> oh, AIDS? AIDS! <laughs> I apologize. That was a stupid joke. <laughs> I do want to say that I'm looking at the weather app on my phone, and according to this, in Don't LA, start. 55, and in Colorado, in, in Aurora, it is 29 right now, so okay, go fuck just, yourself. 29 is not, no. It's no, below freezing. Yeah, that's ridiculous weather. That's not cool weather. That's not like, ah, I'm just putting <laughs> some socks on and a light flannel. It's, you're going to stay inside and, I don't know, drink? <laughs> Oh, yes, I, I'm literally doing that now. 29 is ridiculous. I, I'm not wrapping my mind around that kind of weather. But I'm just excited that it's finally not 90 degrees. I'm not sweating balls in this shed while I'm recording right now. Anyways, I'm just excited about it. So I just couldn't contain it. Shall we talk about the Monday episode or should we just talk about the weather some more? Because I know Toby up in Canada where it's probably like below freezing is probably saying, fuck off. <laughs> With your 50, well, whatever it is. It's Celsius over there, and no one knows how to convert that. 
That's true. Sorry, Toby. Uh, shout out to Kelly. She was supposed to record with us tonight, but she's sick. So hopefully she will come and be on here. She was, I was so excited to have some fresh meat on here. Now I got some old meat. So <laughs> sorry. I don't know what is happening because I'm some old meat over here. All right. Should we talk about some Mondays? Episodes. That should go on your like your OK Cupid profile or your Tinder or whatever. <laughs> I'm some old meat over here. <laughs> oh, swipe left. All right, so Aaron Gibson and Brian Safi return. They are on the Throwing Shade podcast, and I have not heard it, but apparently it's one of the only ones that Allison listens to, which I was kind of sad to hear that she doesn't listen to podcasts, but because it's my life revolves around them. But uh, have either of you listened to that show? So I listened to the episode she was on, and we mentioned we mentioned this on here before, but I, I thought it was actually really, really funny. But I can't remember who else was on when we were talking about this, but they did not seem to like it. I think it might have been Leanne, but I think it's a good podcast. Um, Not one I normally would listen to, but if someone forced me to, I guess I would. <laughs> If Allison's on, you're like, okay, I guess I have to. Well, based on this episode, I probably wouldn't listen to their show, but not because I didn't like them, but I just have, I don't know. I have so many other or shows that are so great that they didn't strike me as, ooh, I need to seek out their, their shows. So maybe I need to give it a try and not judge it by this. But T.S., do you listen to Throwing Shade? Uh, I listened sort of similar. I listened to the one Allison was on, and I liked them last time they were on her show. Yeah. I like them again this time, but I I haven't really sought them out to really give them a, an honest listen. Yeah, I think. Did you think that it was interesting that I don't know if all three of them were kind of you know don't really listen to podcasts, so podcasters not listening listening to podcasts? Did you find that strange, or I don't know? Maybe there's a lot of people that are in TV that don't watch TV, which seems yeah weird to me too. But. I think it's a similar thing. Like they, it wouldn't surprise me if you know, like a radio show host didn't listen to other talk radio or it's a similar sort of thing i think they they spend enough time working on the the creator side of it that they're maybe not super interested in a ton of podcasts especially like it it wouldn't surprise me if allison didn't listen to marin that often or other interview style podcasts since she thinks of that as sort of something she does already as opposed to mm, yeah. um, something that's a little different from what she does yeah i wonder what kind of show she would be into i i have we ever asked her? I know she, before she's kind of mentioned a few, maybe a long time ago, but I don't know if we've ever asked her. Maybe we should, on the next Patreon live stream, ask her what kind of shows she listens to, but sounds like not very many. And I know they were talking about different, you know, podcast, uh, different things that are like topics that are on podcasts where you just listen to it as sort of like a warm hug or like a comfortable like you tune in to hear the different people and I know like with ARIYMBF that's how it is especially the Thursday show you tune in to hear those familiar voices and just kind of feel comfortable where the Monday changes it so it kind of like has a different feel to it but I think that's why I return to the same podcast it's those same voices in the same like you want to know what's going on in people's lives it's not necessarily a gimmick where I think I don't know, Rafi, you and I, or maybe you were talking about you and Megan were talking about all these famous people that are starting to come out with podcasts. And I thought, who wants it? Like, I don't want to listen to that. I want to listen to real people <laughs> talking about their daily lives. Not, you know, I think we said Brad Pitt. Like, I don't want to hear his podcast. So just about crunches, actually. It's just him talking about doing crunches. <laughs> uh, no, but like, yeah, there's especially podcast one, which is kind of a, um, there's a whole backstory there, but it's a, it's basically a, 
an advertising company that got into podcasts. So they have, in order to get people to listen, they have like the Snooky podcast and the, the Shack podcast, which I hear is not terrible, actually. But uh, Brandy Glanville and Heather Dubrow, I don't know who they are, oh, but I think they're from oh, one of the Housewives shows. They but, are. Yeah, they're their from whole the thing. Beverly Hills Housewives. And some guy named Adam Carolla. Um, but <laughs> their whole deal is to get attract as many new listeners who maybe aren't going to be into podcasts normally with celebrities and then sell advertising based on the number of total listeners they have which i guess is kind of good because maybe some of those people hang out and find maybe cooler shows i no offense to brandy glanville uh, i assume oh, her show 100% is offense to her she's a psychopath <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably has a good podcast then. <laughs> yeah that's Can right I- she did start her podcast i remember seeing that show Ugh. um i want to say so on the episode with me and megan we were talking about these people getting into podcasting and i was reading an article about it and so they were talking about how on these networks shows get between 25 dollars and a hundred dollars for every thousand listeners huh. so if you had a half a million downloads per episode you could be making 10 to fifty thousand dollars Uh, per episode and that to me is not conducive to a good show the shows i like are just more focused on the people like i i I don't know who who the target audience is for these shows like right i I don't know about these housewife shows what the fuck these people have to talk about like that i would care about i'm sure they're interesting people in their own way but no not (laughs) no (laughs) veto But I, I just want to listen to good content. Right. And I, I've, I think it's interesting that none of the shows on, like, Podcast One are shows that appeal to me, but shows that are, like, on Feral Audio, let's say, and independent uh, podcasting group are much more interesting. Yeah, it's, it's funny because... I who is listening to those shows? I, well, Daniel is listening to Stassi, <laughs> so, so I can answer that question. But I don't know what they had to say. The thing is, is I was watching those shows religiously and never tuned into any of their podcasts because I thought, no, this is frivolous. I want to see their train wreck of a life on TV for some reason, but I don't want to hear them talk. And I don't know. They all have something. You know, a lot of the New Jersey housewives came out with cookbooks and some people came out with this and that. And they're all becoming rich, pretty much doing nothing, but they have a name so they can make it. And now some people, they realize that podcast maybe is the the wave of the future. So they're going to get into talking or maybe they just love their opinion so much. They're like, we should probably be talking about ourselves. I think that's part of it. Yeah, I think certain people are just people who love to talk and tell people how it is or whatever and it's easy to get them to host a show by flattering them and saying oh you're so interesting you have such a fresh take on blah 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 also you know podcast one in particular they pay these people to do these shows but Mm. they keep a lot of the profit so the reason there's not more independent smaller podcasts on that network is because they they're kind of like a record label almost they 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 will take a chunk of the profits sort of like allison was talking about at the former employer's workplace where they will take a big chunk of your advertising or whatever. So it's not necessarily a place that would attract people who are more knowledgeable, but more a place for people who have some sort of celebrity they're trading on, whether it's, you know, a reality TV show 
or radio hosts or something like that. Yeah, the person in charge of that is smart because to get on the reality TV train is is pretty good. Because people are, are listening, apparently. I, I've never been tempted to listen, but tonight I think, hmm, maybe I should hear what they're talking about just to make fun of it. But then what if I like it? <laughs> well, you have to quit the show. Use ah! all your street cred. No, it's funny you should There's mention no the way. person in charge of Podcast One because Norm Pattis is, I think, I think it's Norm Pattis. He's a, he was a radio executive guy. He recently got, there was audio that was leaked by, what's her name? She was on the oh, show. She was Heather on McDonald's. Elton's show. Yeah, Heather McDonald released oh. an audio, sort of behind the scenes audio of him sexually harassing her. What? Like on that like the mics were still recording after she was in the, she was in the middle of doing a live read and he started talking about he wanted to like field test her boobs or whatever. Oh. So, yeah. Yeah. I I'm not a fan of podcast 1 for a couple of reasons, most of them having to do with like their business practices and I think they're kind of least common denominator that way, but uh, it's it's also understandable that since they have like a thousand shows on their network, you might like one mm. of them. I, I wouldn't hold it against anyone if they like you know, Chris Jericho's podcast or whatever. You know, what's going to suck is, is it driving all the little podcasts, the interesting ones out, you know, the, that's what was so cool about podcasting. It's just literally anybody can do it because I am, it's just, it's, I don't know. It, it just seems so, I don't know, raw, just real. You could just, it was just such a different form of entertainment. And when these people come in and do it and, it's just going to change it, but I just hope it doesn't snuff out all of the interesting, fun, ridiculous, contented shows. Yeah, I don't think it will. I mean, I think the BFFs of the world will still, you know, survive because, because, like you said, anyone can do it. Obviously, it's never going to be like a, you know, million dollar business for, let's say, you, Lisa. But, um, <laughs> but like, like with everything. Like, you have to look so hard for the good stuff sometimes, yeah. but it's all there. I know. I look at people like Dana Gould, who I feel like has one of the best shows out there, and he's not making a living off of it, but I know Allison is, though. I mean, she's every, I don't know, she always seems to get all these new sponsors, and she's just really growing, and I don't really look at the the iTunes ratings anymore i used to look on there to see where she was at and everything i don't know it's kind of hard because if nobody's rating the show then i don't know if that's really a legitimate way to say if the show is good or not does that make sense or is it yeah. by download how is it it's it's not by download so yeah this came up uh in the the former employers little subreddit groups and forums that his ratings weren't very high even though he had a lot of listeners because the iTunes ratings are, uh, they do some algorithm based on five-star reviews and also mm. new activity or new downloads. So if, let's say, I don't know, the president was on Mark Marin like he was, uh, that would boost Mark Marin to number one, mm. even though, even if, I don't know, How Stuff Works or whatever technically had more downloads that week, just because there was a ton of new activity. So, yeah, I, that iTunes ratings for podcasts aren't necessarily what people think they are it's it's not just oh this show has the most listeners it's this is what's hot and what you need to be looking out for i'm gonna clip that out and put it at the beginning of this show so this is a good reason for you guys all to go to allison's itunes page and click five stars because she doesn't say that anymore but you really should because it takes like two minutes to just give her a five star rating because yeah so a lot of podcasts will say hey give us five stars on itunes or 
or that sort of thing. But it really does. If you can't donate any money or you don't want to support that way, giving a five star review actually does help these podcasts. Amen. See, that's good. It's a free. It's a free way to give back to getting this free content. It's a little something. Are there certain shows like I have certain shows for different things that I do, like something for cleaning or something for when I'm trying to fall asleep or whatever. Do you guys have that sort of different things or can you just listen to anything no matter where you're what you're doing? I have to like be in the mood for certain shows. And uh, I'm thinking of like Doug Loves Movies and um, like I actually haven't heard any of those in like a few months. What is the oh uh, Mental Illness Happy Hour? Mm. I like I put that off because I'm like I have to be in the mood for that. It's three. It's going to be three hours and it's going to be depressing probably. Yeah. So and it's then emotional. that's how I, yeah that's how I end up with a stockpile of them. Like I had like seven and I was like okay I got to get rid of these so I listen <laughs> to them all. I have like yeah. two hundred. <laughs> <laughs> um, and just out of curiosity, I looked right now and Allison is on uh, one hundred eleven uh, in the comedy. That sounds okay. good. I don't know. Shout out to Deezus and Marrow, though, who are like at 48 or something like that. Or no, they're at 28. They're, the brand is strong. Is that your watch podcast? No, Deezus and Marrow are, they're from the Bronx. They're, uh, they say crazy <laughs> things. They're the best. They have a show oh, on Vice. Oh, the Crazy you Things watch, podcast. You should watch them on Viceland. Uh, my, I'm going to have to cancel my cable because it just took my Viceland away. But you can watch it on Viceland.com. Deezus and Marrow, great show. Okay, I'm not writing that down. <clears throat> so, time of day. Uh, time of day is actually a big thing with me for listening to podcasts and radio and even music. Like, I can't listen to music early in the day. I have to do that in the afternoon just because I, I don't feel like hearing music for whatever reason. And even the podcasts I listen to, like, I'll listen to political talk stuff in the morning just because it's, for whatever reason, it's easier to digest. Whereas, if I were listening to Allison show probably more in the later afternoon or evening or going to sleep. I used to listen to certain podcasts and it's not because I don't like them. It's just because there's something soothing about them. Oh, I'm forgetting the name of the podcast. Well, Go Bayside, which is April Richardson's podcast. I think partially just because I've heard all the episodes and there's something sort of familiar about it. And also I kind of love her voice. So it's, it's comforting to go to sleep too. And also the flop house, which is a, a comedy podcast about bad movies, which is, I don't know. It's just, there's something, there's something comforting about the tone of the show. I have the same thing where if you said, oh, I listen to this show to go to, to go to sleep, it is not anything bad. You're right. It's that comforting. Before it was Larry Miller and now it's Gilmore Guys, which is probably going to be going soon. <laughs> but it's and I don't know what it is about it where I think, OK, and I don't listen to it during the day ever. And I have to go back and. You know, I probably listen to 10 minutes because I put the timer on and then it goes off. And I think, okay, I gotta. it takes me like a week or two to get through a three-hour, by the way, three-hour episode. But with Larry Miller, it's a quick 30 minutes. And it used to be when I was cleaning, I listened to Larry Miller. And then it became Allison's show because that's I was with Larry first and then Allison's show. And then when I started really liking her show, I'm like, I don't want to be cleaning because I might leave the room and miss something. And so I think there's something kind of different in that respect. But there's even certain things where the first time I listened to a podcast, I was doing something. And I think about that show every single time I'm doing that thing, even though I don't listen to that show anymore. Like this is one example is Jordan, Jesse Go, which I don't listen to anymore. I just don't have time. I listened to like the first five episodes and it never hooked me. But I was cleaning our newly remodeled room for the first time. And like every time now, I always think about that show. And it's like, I don't, why I don't want to be thinking about that show. 
<laughs> Do you guys have that like weird? No, yeah. you're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> I I have that. Megan was asking me about that. Like, if I remember where I was when oh, I heard what yes. like, episode where Daniel uh, was on or whatever, or was she announced her engagement to Daniel? So yes. <laughs> yes. All right. I at my at one of my old jobs, I used to walk like a mile to work because um, I didn't have a car at the time. So I'd you know get off the bus and then hike. And I would listen to I would listen to podcasts while I walk. So I would I I could sort of associate what I heard on the show with what I was seeing at the time, like what my surroundings were. Right. So you have like this affiliation with it. So let's take a quick. Now that I just heard my dogs in the background, let's talk about the dead dog story. Uh, that was pretty horrific, and they made a lot of light out of it. It was surprisingly funny, considering it, it was. was about finding a dead dog in the bushes. With and a, the way with they found it, it, it was like this dead dog mystery. And Allison even chiming in with like, well, were you just like going for a walk and then you came home without your dog or whatever? <laughs> yeah, that's funny. <laughs> uh, the... The whole mystery of it and it being on like a plastic lid and a towel over it. I don't know. I was even thinking, trying to put it together, like maybe the dog jumped out of a car window and the person didn't remember where they were driving. I don't know. Like, how do you not know that your dog, I guess it ran away. And then it sounds, yeah, it sounds like someone transported it. It's, I would guess it was on the lid because someone tossed it on there and then threw the towel over it and then yeah, dumped it in be, the bushes. To be like nice or bad. <laughs> Well, just to, so they don't have to carry it in their arms, like some sort of <laughs> Vietnam War movie where they're taking a fallen soldier somewhere. So I'm picturing whole... the end of Platoon, which has nothing to do with that. It's just like <laughs> the movie poster where a guy's getting shot. Anyway, continue. <laughs> yeah, the whole thing was just kind of crazy. And then they were talking about the different other death stories of running into stuff. And I thought, oh my gosh, this is... Allison could not have had that conversation a year ago. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. That's funny you mentioned that. I didn't even think about that. It was crazy that Aaron's, Aaron talked about her friend's mom who borrowed her car and then hit a dog, but, they, but then never told her daughter <laughs> that she hit a dog with her car. <laughs> like, she's just going to roll home and just be like, well, whatevs. Like, I don't know if she just didn't notice, like, there was blood on the bumper or just, I don't know how, I don't know how that would have happened. That The whole thing, if I came up to my car and there was blood all over it, I would be thinking I was in trouble. Especially, like, she didn't know it was a dog when she first saw the blood on the bumper. She was like, oh my god, there's blood on the bumper of my car. And my mom (laughs) just dropped it off like nothing happened. And it was like, hey man, you know, feels good, man, whatever, and just left. Like, what happened? Oh, right, you ready for that right turn now? We're turning... Interesting metaphor, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, maybe we should take a left turn down to politics way, which... I don't think I want to talk about too much, but Aaron was talking about not, she's engaged now and she was talking about not wanting to get married under the Trump administration. And I thought, well, I hate to bring it to her, but anything she does in the, in the next four years is going to be under his administration. So we can't really control that, but. Yeah. I mean, I, I understand just because people have certain feelings about Mike Pence uh, being maybe not the best dude. Um, and so particular marriage, because he was not only against gay marriage, but was a, a step further than most conservatives. But you can't let whoever is president or vice president, like, run your life like that. You still have to do whatever you would do anyway. Right. And I know, for me, talking politics, I know that talking politics with anybody does not change anybody's mind. So 
sometimes I feel, you know, sometimes there's pressure on people like Allison. I'll see some tweets where they say, you should be talking more about politics or you should be, you know, saying this. And then when she has an opinion, people will talk shit on her for that. And it's just of like, course. right. So you just can't win. And I do like that she's more vocal about you know her stance on things and just saying fuck it i'm this is how i feel it would be too stressful for me because i know even the smallest things you can't get through to people that already have their minds made up and the people that are very vocal about politics are usually the most ignorant people on the subject so they're the people that are going to be talking and it's just very frustrating so it's it kind of surprised me that they dove as deep as they did into the whole thing i don't know where where T.S., how did you feel about the whole conversation? Well, it, it's interesting. Even as someone who agrees with a lot of what they were saying, I do have the same thing Allison does, where I do kind of worry if I feel slightly uncomfortable thinking about the people who disagree, who are also listeners. But I, I, I don't know. It is it is nice to hear them talk about it also. So I, I, I know, it's hard to say. Kid Flacco, where you stand? So if you if you remember on the episode with me and Megan, we were talking a little bit about it, yeah. and I mentioned that I was sure there would be a landslide victory, and I was <laughs> yes, very wrong. Right. And when I first got the idea that, like, I know a lot of people have mentioned that, like, we live in a bubble, or certain people, not depending on where you live. When I drove down to Texas, you know, I went from Colorado south through New Mexico to Texas, and I saw way more Trump signs than I've ever seen. And I literally saw only one car in Texas that had a Hillary sticker. So <laughs> that was kind of eye-opening where I was like, oh yeah, there are like all these people like who like live on farms and whatnot, like, you know, they're not going to vote for Hillary. So there's like a huge chunk of America that I'm not seeing. And so that was very eye-opening. It's interesting because in my neighborhood or a lot of people that I talked to were Trump supporters and coming from those people, there were not these hate mongers. And I think, you know, the people that are idiots that use it as a platform to be racist and to take his crazy words further than even he has is totally, you know, it makes it worse, but I still see, I mean, he is a negative person. Everything about him is disgusting, but I think it is a cry for from people who are so sick of the system that they would elect him as president. It says a lot about how our country is going like straight into the ground. It's mm-hmm. scary that he is part of it and it's embarrassing to me. But a lot of the people that I knew who were Trump supporters, their backgrounds, people who grew up poor and fought for what they have. So they have this feeling of everything getting taken away or I guess that's kind of their view. And then the other people are people who are not from this country and they're legally here and they want to change also. So it was interesting to have that those two backgrounds and points of view of talking to people where English is not their first language and they're telling me they are Trump supporters and I'm just shocked, you know, to hear these and t- have them tell their stories about where they stand and that the fact that Trump is their answer is just, is, you know, it's sad. But well, to see Trump- that side of Trump supporters that aren't like these crazy militant racist people, they're... <laughs> like the picture you tweeted about the, yes. with the guy with like the, the 14 bumper stickers about which getting by, rid of illegals way, and Muslims. After Trump was 
elected. It grew to more, but I thought I'm not posting <laughs> anything else. He covered <laughs> but, his back window. He can't even put it in reverse yeah, anymore. It, there was like a whole sentence on the side of his whole thing, <laughs> just saying, "Get on, uh, you stop pouting and get on the Trump train or something like that." And I had my kids posing next to it. I thought, I'll probably not post that. <laughs> and, you know, I had the idiots, you know, tweeting me about it saying, oh, because he's pro-gun, he shouldn't procreate. I'm like, yeah, that's that's why I took a picture of his car, because of his pro-gun sticker. <laughs> well, that it's interesting. That, yeah. Well, it, it kind of, the fact that people would overlook all the crazy bullshit <laughs> and then be like, oh, so you're saying he's anti-gun is actually kind of representative of what a lot of people were doing. And see, that's the other thing. Then you have these people that can't think straight who are allowed to vote. So now we're where we're at. And I feel like this whole bipartisan system is crap and needs to be changed. But and I think electing Trump is not going to fix that. But I, I feel like it's a cry for help from people that are just like sick of everything the way it is. But I don't, it's not an answer. So I don't know. I'm not trying to apologize for any Trump supporters. I'm just saying I've seen the other side before he got elected. I was like, he's not going to get elected the same way you were saying, Rafi. I'm like, there's no way he's a clown. He's a joke. There's no way that's going to happen. So it, it is funny. You mentioned people who come from other countries or who English isn't their first language gravitating towards trump well his message was very simple and i i I don't mean that to offend any trump supporters but it was very much hey i'm gonna be strong we're gonna be strong we're gonna get rid of terrorists we're gonna make more money make america great again whereas as they said on the podcast like the idea that hillary's message was basically like things are pretty good they're better than they were but they're not perfect but i'm gonna make them better vote for me it's like a it's not really an exciting or arguably right. not a good message, even right. though I would consider that to be more legitimate than the former, which is very much uh, making a lot of promises about a lot of bullshit, kind of. Right. I agree. I totally agree. I just think the whole system is fucked, and I think we're such a young country to have our country going down into the ground as fast as it <laughs> is. Like, we went up like a rocket, and we're coming straight down and going to crash and burn, and I think that he might be driving that rocket into the ground for us but i don't know it's it's important that you pointed out that you know these trump supporters who aren't like lunatics other than the guy with the bumper stickers who is (laughs) one thousand percent a trump voter um yeah that's what you see in the media where you see all these people with their stickers and they're burning things and it's like okay insane people and you know what's really sad in my neighborhood we had one person that had a hillary sign and it actually got stolen from her front yard and i was furious and i'm like that's anti-american for starters and to the fact that someone would go onto someone else's property and steal the sign and i know who it was i'm pretty sure i know who it was and he this is the other person that would vote for trump are a lot of people i've talked to are veterans they're Mm -hmm. anti-hillary because of Benghazi and a lot of other things and this guy would not stop talking about Hillary being horrible and I'm pretty sure he stole the sign because he lives right next door to her (laughs) and he was complaining about it and none of us would steal it and we live in a cul-de-sac so Mm. chances are it was him but it's just it's I I see it from the side of the people that aren't crazy people but it's still not an answer to anything good. Well there's that old saying about which this isn't true, but in Chinese, the word for crisis is the same word as opportunity. And the, the sort of the crisis is the Simpsons joke. The crisis is that people aren't necessarily 
understanding people who who aren't familiar with Trump voters in their own lives aren't understanding how someone could vote for Trump because so many of the things he said and promised to do should be deal breakers in their mind. But the fact that they weren't disqualifying is like crazy and upsetting to people. And on the other side, the fact that the other side, people don't understand how people don't understand necessarily why people are upset by Trump being elected. They're like, oh, these people, it's just, you know, it's just sour grapes because their candidate didn't win or blah, blah, blah. And they're not necessarily understanding that it feels to a lot of people like the country is moving backwards in a right. bad way. And I think I didn't see that side until after he was elected. And I, especially on the Facebook page and hearing people and how pe- sad people were, it almost felt like after 9-11, it had that feel that week after. And I think Allison and Aaron and Brian were talking about that, that feel of sadness. And I don't know, like after being to a funeral, you just had like this weird, sad feeling, which I didn't really think about until afterwards and seeing it from other people's perspectives, because I really didn't want either of them, but I just didn't really... Not that I didn't care, but I just figured both of them were bad. So whatever. After hearing some of people's stories and things, you know, talking and also hearing a lot more negative things about Trump that I kind of maybe closed my ears to the things that he was saying and doing. And I just kind of kept my mind away from it. But I honestly just didn't think he was going to be president. So I just kind of didn't really involve myself with it as much. Also, people are hypocritical monsters who don't know what they're talking about. (laughs) And I don't just mean Trump voters. I mean, in general, like if you took a horse and then like pinned an American flag lapel pin to that horse and said, this horse is a Democrat. About half of the country would vote for that horse. <laughs> uh, and same with Republicans. Like this, like after eight years of a Democrat, a Republican is probably going to win and vice versa. So a lot, a big part of this is just the natural going back and forth of the country between parties. So I, I don't know. It's not like you said, it's not like everyone who voted for Trump is the worst among Trump voters. It's just that um, people are freaked out, I think kind of rightfully so, that the person who ran kind of ran saying a bunch of crazy things, and then people were like, yeah, but I don't care because it's someone different. And there's a lot of, um, I don't know, people, if, if people were able to talk to each other more, I think they would start to feel a little better because there's a People talk about the bubble on the left about, oh, we didn't see this coming. What are we missing with Trump voters? There's as a guy who listens to a lot of conservative, like right wing talk radio, who is not conservative myself. There's a crazy right wing Facebook bubble, talk radio bubble, Fox News bubble, whatever. And I don't think they're seeing the other side either. So it is communication is going to be particularly important, I think. I agree. And I think that with someone like Trump in there, it it created such a divide amongst people that I don't feel like there's going to be as many conversations as there's going to be fights and retaliation or judging. And I don't know. I just feel like there's going to be more of a division of people. Does that make sense? Yeah, but I don't know. It's, it's kind of inevitable. I just hope it doesn't. I hope it's within the normal range. Really. Right. Because people forget about how shitty the 60s were and all that kind of stuff. Like, this isn't the first time people have been super divided over stuff. Or even going back to, like, 2005 when everyone hated Bush. Like, it's, it's it's not the end of the world. It's just that people are kind of understandably bummed out from my point of view. Yeah. So there's not going to be a... I guess we can go back to the Civil War. That was probably the worst. Well, some of us would like to go back to the Civil War, and that's why the rest of us are <laughs> voted for Trump. <laughs> I'm sorry, Trump voters, if you're listening. It was a joke. 
I have a feeling there are not a lot of Trump voters listening to Allison's show, and then the trickle down to our show is probably even less. It's true, but I bet there are a couple. And hopefully there's more libertarians. That's what I'm hoping. I said we were going to talk about a lot about politics. I think Rafi's like, I'm just going to go to sleep because this is annoying. A couple weeks back, I was like at a nice restaurant, and I was sitting at the bar, and this fellow next to me was a Trump guy. And he... Um, He's, like, in finance, so obviously he's, like, into the tax cuts and all that. And he's like, oh, you're going to see this is actually going to be really good. Like, you're going to pay less taxes. And I was like, I don't think I'm going to pay less taxes. I think maybe he might pay less taxes. Um, But, no, it was just interesting sitting next to him. And probably everyone in that restaurant was a Trump supporter, actually. Were were there a lot of uh, Confederate flags on the wall? No, it's it's a nice place, and but as oh shakies, you, you quote so often. A Family Guy once said, "Awful lot of honkies in here." <laughs> it's like the restaurant from American Psycho where they're showing each other business cards. I thought that was in their office. That what the first scene was. You're right, but I, there was a second scene where one of the doofus guys showed up later with his business card mm-hmm. and made uh, what's his name all jealous. It was like that. If if anyone cares, it's Shanahan's. Um, I think it's Mike Shanahan's, the former Broncos coach restaurant. It's really nice. Uh, great steakhouse. Fucking amazing food and drinks. But uh, awful lot of honkies in there. Were you a baller sitting in the corner by yourself eating your steak? No, I was with a friend. And um, no, we had a fucking great time. But it's just, I don't know, a lot of... Uh, we, were the, we were the only non-white people there. Maybe in the kitchen there were some <laughs> Mexicans or something, but none that I could see. That's how they like it. So how'd you get your steak cooked? That's the important question. I think I got a I think I got a prime rib and I got it medium. Oh god. All right. Oh so good. Speaking My- about horrible meat, should we talk about her live <laughs> her live podcast podcasting her birth? <laughs> By the way, Rafi, I feel like I, we didn't really get to talk about like your visit here. There were so many things that you said to me that like later I thought about that were really funny. Like when like I ordered, like when I ordered my coffee and I ordered it black. You're like, of course you do. <laughs> and then when I we were talking about Halloween costumes and I said I really wanted to be Peggy Bundy. You're like, well, you are Peggy Bundy. <laughs> and then. And then you said <laughs> that I'm, you're like, you said I live on the fringe of society and you don't understand how I survive or something. I don't even remember this. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> oh, that was a really fun trip. Oh, I mean, get, yeah. I just want to say, I, I know you know, Lisa, because you were there. We both made or were going to make the same jokes like four different times (laughs) and i told i told megan i was like apparently me and lisa are the same person (laughs) we share a brain right like i've never had that with anyone where we literally thought the same thing over and over but yeah i I miss it oh my god what is what's jerry's girlfriend that starts with the J. Genie. Genie? Were they saying the Genie Stein. Genie something. Where they say they think the same things and they order a bowl of cereal. Oh my god. Are we Jerry and Genie? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh. It was really fun. So I've been thinking about it since 
you left and I thought, you know, every once in a while it comes up and I think of something else. I'm like, oh my gosh. I wish that your package came so you could open it on the air right now, but we can like record said, something tomorrow. <laughs> okay. Like I said, some of the things in there are going to expire. I sent, I sent little Rafi a present, TS. I gathered that. I, I don't, I, I'm curious. I'm curious <laughs> if you just sent him like a rare steak. <laughs> <laughs> like a man steak with a with a with a glass of port or something. I I can't wait to open it. I I don't know what I did to deserve this gift, but I'm dying to see it. You should know. Anywho, I <laughs> should know. Now I'm so confused. <laughs> we interrupt this program to bring you our new segment, package check. <laughs> I know I mentioned package chat, but I think package check is better. So it's probably going to be the only time we actually do this segment. I sent. Raphael a present and he's going to open it and share it with us live to tape I like that it says that it came from Mike so thank him I will okay let's see cutting into it I see something pink that's That's my (laughs) so the pink is just all the crap to keep it from jiggling around okay <laughs> First thing I see says Bobka. <laughs> that might there be the thing. Is. That might be the thing that's gonna uh, expire. <laughs> okay, so the thing on top, it's a large. Oh shit! It's a large plastic bowl. Okay, so the bowl's kind of cracked, but it's holding together. Oh my fucking! Okay, hold on. <laughs> so. Up top, we have a mini chocolate babka. It's kosher. I think it's still good. Okay, good. That might be expiring, but I didn't check the expiration date. I think it says February of seven, uh, 17. Okay, there's one thing in there that's December. <laughs> we have a can of New England-style crab bits. <laughs> 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 I'm crying. Like... I can't, can't take it right now. Um, the next thing is an anti-gravity ballpoint pen. It writes at any angle, even upside down. And the reason I, I yelled, <laughs> oh my god, a minute ago was because as a gift, I was going to get you the actual Fisher space pen. Oh my god. So we great minds think alike. <laughs> exactly. Um, and I quote that I quote that episode a lot because when he has his black eyes, he says, "I got into a fist fight with an old lady," and I use that all the time. So <laughs> next we have a box of Juji fruits, of course, a box of Junior Mints, great for watching operations, Bosco, which may or may not be my ATM passcode. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. <laughs> Snickers bar with a knife and fork. How do you eat it? With your hands? <laughs> a sticker that says top of the muffin to you. <laughs> I'm saving that one for last. Drake's coffee cakes? Oh my fucking god. I think with that's cinnamon spruce in two in two days. <laughs> December 4, it expires, but as you know, I will eat. Those will probably be gone in a few minutes. Okay, good. We have a Tweety Bird Pez dispenser. That's going up on the mantle for sure. (laughs) 
So there's a story behind that really quick. I meant to bring it to the In This Together Festival. I actually had it in my luggage because I was going to place it on your leg during the show. (laughs) And I fucking forgot. I'm like, ah! And then... (laughs) Then we have... Hopefully it's the right size. A t-shirt. Last but not... T-shirt says Summer of George. (laughs) Perfect. And believe it or not, I think there's more, right? But first, look at the bowl really quick. It's a crappy bowl, but first, read the outside of it. Go on. Read the outside? I put it... Oh, it's (laughs) salad says. And by the way, I used a label maker. You had to have... (laughs) That is perfect. It's it's a little crack, but I think it'll hold us. I'm sure you Um, could throw it in the trash. I just had to have a big salad bowl and use a label maker to put... To use something. A label maker. Okay, so... There should be three more things. Have, I just saw something. Okay, first, let's start with this. We've got... This is what was rattling. It's a yeah. game of boggle. That's, that's great. I don't know if I get this reference. That one's not. You'll have old. to open it. You'll have to open it to see that one. Okay, so I'm opening the and old actually, world Christmas box. I never box. opened it before, so hopefully it's not broken. It looks to be intact, whatever it is. It's very okay, well good. packaged. We have... <laughs> it is a Christmas ornament that is a Chinese takeout box. That is great. I don't have a tree. I might get one. Not sure. I saw this hidden over here. The <laughs> yeah. last thing, I think, is a picture of the three tenors. Not Domingo, not Pavarotti, but the other guy. And I wrote a little note on it on the inside. (laughs) Let's open that and see what it says. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) Cool, Jerry. Okay. Oh, it's a postcard. (laughs) It says, I know you don't need thank yous and yada, 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 but I really, really appreciate everything. So thank you, Lisa Lowry. There's a broken heart for some reason. It's the best friend's heart. Uh, I guess that's what friendship is like with me. Oh. <laughs> well, I wanted to send you a thank um, you for all your help with editing and everything because I know a lot went into it and you like never complained. And I really, really am thankful for you. So I appreciate you and I wanted to send you something. Uh, yeah, I was just like, I don't know what I did that she's sending me a gift. I didn't know it was this many things. <laughs> this is pretty amazing. Uh, once I started going, I'm like, ooh, I needed this. Ooh, I need. It was so much fun. And I thought, oh, that'd be fun to do gift. I thought of even more things that I thought about. This is crazy. Um, <laughs> this is kind of how I felt when I was at Gallery 1988 because I'm like, ooh, they have this Twin Peaks thing and they have that one and they have a Seinfeld thing. And so I just ended up buying like a handful of things for you. Yeah, I don't know what to say other than thank you so much. You didn't have to do this. Um, this is pretty hilarious. Also, these. So many Seinfeld references and just like things that like I've never had Bosco, but like I I see it in the store. Like when I used to work at Walmart, I would see it on the shelf Mm. and think about, oh, I should get some Bosco or I didn't even know Drake's coffee cakes. I I wouldn't know where to buy them. Like eBay and Amazon is the only place I could find them. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure they're apparently they're distributed by a company in Tennessee. So maybe in Tennessee they're available. Um, Yeah, this is. This is crazy. (laughs) Thank you so much, Lisa. Well, you're welcome. Thank you so much. And this has been Um, Package Check. Yeah, how do we end this? (laughs) To our first and only segment, Package Check. So Allison's new segment, which it's funny because usually when she has a new segment, she's like, jazz hands and here's a new theme and I'm doing this new thing. 
But she kind of just dusted it off with, uh, what's his face? Jim and Sam. Thank you. With Jim and Sam. And just, and of course with them, it was probably, well, it was funny still. But so it's the who knows who better segment, which I think is really, really funny and interesting. The But the only thing I took from this is Ghostbusters 2 as Aaron's favorite movie. I don't usually judge people's favorite movies because mine probably leave a lot to be desired. But Ghostbusters 2, no. I'm judging heavily. It's like one of the worst movies ever. That, I don't know if it's one of the worst ever, but that was a weird, that was conspicuous by its presence. Yes! That was a weird choice. I, it is even not like the worst movie. It's just, it's just like a zero on the scale. Just, eh. There's no movie there. It's not funny. It's kind of creeped me out a little bit, but not in a good way. The guy that she was talking about from Ally McBeal was super creepy. Yeah, he's pretty creepy. And just, I think, ugh. I don't know if they mentioned it on the show, I think it's one of those movies that she watched as a kid and it kind of grew on her. That's like saying Poltergeist 3 is your favorite movie. It just makes yeah. no sense. Isn't that the one with the we are all gonna die guy? I think both of those kind of were in the same level of movie with me. I'm like, oh, those are creepy. Actually, that one was creepier. But Ghostbusters 2, that is the weirdest favorite movie I've ever heard, I think. Okay, so now we have to go around and say, because I'm sure, Lisa, yours is, like, from the silent era. I know T.S. is into some... <laughs> I know T.S. is into, like, some older movies. Oh, little Lord Fauntleroy. No, I don't know. I can't say, like, my one favorite movie. Right. I... It's it's really tough to pick. So my, my go-to is always just The Godfather. Part one is better than part two. I don't want to hear this bullshit that two is better. Get the fuck out of here. But... Um, I kind of agree, actually. Thank you. No, what you if guys? someone said Godfather Part 3 is your favorite movie? We'd be like, what? <laughs> I'd, I'd be like, I would be like, okay, fine. You don't know what you're talking about. Like that, like what? Right. Like Ghostbusters was, 2. Because Ghostbusters was, 1 is a classic movie, and I love that movie. And Ghostbusters 2 is a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> zero quality, zero funny. And I love all those guys. It's just, it was crap. It was total I kind of want to watch it again now, actually, just because I, I, I haven't seen it in so long. I don't know. Is, I'm... is it part one or part two with the ghost oh, blowjob scene? Oh, that is must that... be two. Blowjob? Part one. Oh, no, yeah. that was part one? one. The Dan Aykroyd. Okay. I think my young mind wasn't wrapping around that part. <laughs> <laughs> so, favorite movies? Uh, I that's, It is a kind of a hard question, but I would go with... In no particular order, The Apartment, which is a Billy Wilder drama, Oscar winner from 1960, and also Big Trouble in Little China, the Kurt Russell, John Carpenter action movie. I think between those two, I can, I can, I can feel comfortable. Rafi, you just have Godfather 1? Uh, yeah, that's uh, num- my number one movie. I guess it's kind of hard to say because I have my comfort movies where I love them, but I do love Sunset Boulevard, but I do like a lot of old movies. But there's some new ones. Like, well, I can't say Welcome to the Doll Welcome to the Dollhouse isn't one of my favorites, but The Big Lebowski is pretty awesome. That's a movie I could see all over and over again. Yeah, like a new movie that I quote all the time. I've seen it way too many times. Well, actually actually two of them is uh the the first Fast and Furious movie and oh, Scott Pilgrim. <laughs> hey, I was in like middle or high school when that came out and i have since seen it way too many times and it is hilarious so the fast and the furious is like you're like your gremlins yeah yeah <laughs> okay. I, I mean except I for i 
you can like literally quote it all day long, or at least with the people I know. Right, I was gonna say you could. Like I was at work, and like this aisle was blocked by a forklift, and this guy was trying to drive his pallet jack down there, and I was like, "Streets closed, pizza boy," and he looked at me like, "What?" <laughs> and I was like, "Never, never mind." <laughs> You guys sort of touched on this, and also they talked about it on the show. There's also a difference between, like, rewatchability and quality. Like, there's some great movies that I saw a year ago that I still haven't rewatched just because they're kind of, like, they feel kind of substantive and I really have to pay attention. But I've seen, like, a bunch of shitty werewolf movies on Netflix or whatever just because I can kind of half pay attention or, you know, watch something I've seen a thousand times before. Right. You, you that's exactly right. Like, I'm trying to think what movie it was. There's a movie called Margaret. I just watched it. It's like three hours long. It was really good. And I'll never watch it again. Yeah, um, I heard that was really good. But yeah, yeah. I've seen a lot of those kinds of movies where like, oh, that's really, really great. I'm never going to see this again, though. I'm like, Rochelle, Rochelle. <laughs> I don't know what that is. <laughs> a pretend it's, movie. Uh, it's no, it's not. It's very real in my mind. It's um, <laughs> a young girl's erotic journey from Milan to Minsk. <laughs> it's nothing compared to Channel or Sack Lunch. So, <laughs> don't you just want to know how they get in there? <laughs> I had to bring it to Seinfeld at least once. Yeah, I judged that. But did you guys do you like the new segment? Oh, I do. I'm not, yeah, I, it, it's worked out well. I'm not. Before, I haven't been crazy about doing multiple guests on a Monday show because it hasn't worked out consistently. But she's done it a lot, as I mentioned on the Thursday show. They've, they've done it a bunch of times in the last couple months, and it's been going pretty good. So, yeah, as far as the game goes, like, yeah, it's pretty good. It's good. Well, it is good. so when I, when I like it a lot, I like that she's having two guests at a time because it's less interviewing, more conversational. Right, yes. But so... The whole time they they play this game is, I think, like, how well do I know my friends? Because, like, I'm like, would I know these things about them? Ooh, and interesting. I'm actually a bad friend because, <laughs> well, like, the, when she when she asked for their birthdays and they didn't know each other's birthdays, I'm like, that's kind of crazy because mostly I know my friend's birthday friend literally called me on his birthday and I didn't know. So... I'm a shitty person. Did he call yeah, you? Yeah, but tell that's... You his birth. It was his birthday, or does he just not have any friends? Other friends. Um, I forget why he called, but I feel like there was a reason. Um, but I was like, "Yeah, I'll call you next week." <laughs> <laughs> and the next, like, literally the next day, my friend was like, "It was his birthday yesterday." I was like, "Oh shit!" This is the number one reason to have Facebook, and the only reason. Yeah. Well, See, I was and the say... second reason is be- is the best friends fan cast p- private page. It's like phone numbers. No one knows each other's phone numbers now because they just put them in their phone. Like people just put birthdays, like it pops up automatically now. So I don't think people memorize them as much. But I think some people lie on Facebook. I know Ashley, shout out to her, even though she doesn't listen. Um, she was getting like happy birthdays in like June or May or something. And she's like, um, it's in my Twitter profile. Like, why are people saying happy birthday? But so I think maybe she put the different one on Facebook or something. And some guy on my friends list, I came, it came up with a notification to say, Hey, happy birthday to this guy. It was like, I remember he said his birthday was in February because we used to work together. So that's kind of weird that it's popping up in October. I think okay. it's like a test to see who really knows my right. birthday. Right. And by really the way, if me. you have to test me, fuck off. And also, I've also started nice. a thing where I don't say happy birthday to anybody on Facebook unless I'm like, if unless I talk to them and like see them or like hang out with them. If it's somebody I haven't seen or talked to in a year, 
that I'm not going to say happy, happy birthday to them on there. Is that weird? Like, I don't know because I'll get happy birthdays from people that I haven't talked to forever. And it's like, eh, okay, cool. Because Facebook told you cool. That I'm not a fan of where it's someone you don't even know. And they're like, Oh, happy birthday. And it's like, yeah, thanks. Whoever you are. Where's my present, dickhead? I had something weird happen to me this week. I got a direct message from Becky. Shout out to Becky. And she sent me a tweet from Greg Heller. Uh-huh. So I sent back like, oh, that's funny. Whatever. It was. I didn't know what I had to do with because we weren't talking or anything. But it was just like, okay, that's funny. It was. He's a funny tweeter. <laughs> And then she she tweets back or sends me a message back. She's like, I didn't send that. I don't know how that got sent to you. I know how. On, how? on the iPhone Twitter app, I don't know if she has an iPhone or if that's what she uses, but there's there's like an arrow. I'm looking at my phone. I can't. If you're looking at a tweet, you can. Oh, that little like half button. triangle oh. part on the right side. Okay. So if you're like looking at your phone. On the iPhone Twitter app, there's like four, like there's an arrow to the left, there's like a retweet circle arrow, there's a heart, and then there's an envelope. If you touch that envelope, it's a send privately, and then it shows all the people that you've DM'd recently, and if you touch one of them, it'll send that tweet to that person, like, hey, check this out. But Mm. I almost accidentally DM people like that, because your thumb just slips. Oh, okay. She's like, I don't know what that is. I thought, all right, well, it was funny. It was something about South African something. I don't know. Oh, it was the barbecue joke. I forget yes. what it was. It was good. Yeah. She sent me that and I thought, I don't know why she wants me to read this, but it's funny. <laughs> 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 Do you guys, either of you have anything else to talk about for Monday? Uh, this, <laughs> it was funny when Aaron, she was talking about going to the gym and she accidentally said, I was at the gym last year instead of last week. <laughs> yes. And Brian and Allison were both like same at the same time. <laughs> That was perfect. (laughs) That was funny. And you know what, Rafi, you're right. Like the dynamic between the Monday episode with three people, usually it's kind of, sometimes it's off, but the last few times it has been less interviewee, but you're still getting a lot of information and it's just a group of people hanging out and talking and talking about their stuff and whatever. And it's very, it's more light and fun. You could tell with that kind of relaxation where they just kind of like bounce off each other like that. That's the familiarity. That's pretty cool. (laughs) <laughs> randomly uh so allison mentioned she used to call 411 to like stalk her crushes when she was younger oh yes uh do, do you have any stories about that <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i don't think i ever called 411 but i would do like before star 69 i could i would call and hang up where you hear oh. them say hello oh you weirdo <laughs> yeah when i was a kid i used to i actually only did it once or twice, I used the white pages to look up like Aww. some friend of mine from class. No, it was it was a dude. It was a platonic thing. But it was just like, hey, how's it going? He was like, uh, hey, because he he had no idea I was going to call him. So it was just me randomly calling him out of nowhere. But I was like, you know, like thirteen or whatever. It just seemed like a cool a cool idea. I love how Allison was kind of wondering if four one one still exists, and I thought I still use it for what. But I guess I'm old. I guess like now you could just go to their like a website and then find their phone number and then go through that. But a lot of times I just click 411 to get a phone number for something. The only time I even say the word 411 is oh, when I'm brother. rapping along to what's the 411? <laughs> Biggie's verse. 
Yeah, I've literally never called 411, I don't think. Are you serious? Okay, well, I guess... Like, what? what is just information about business? Hey, I don't even know. Like, if I needed but a phone number have for something... Can't you just that. check the white pages? White like, Check pages? the yellow pages or whatever? Don't be racist with Or me. yellow, whatever, depending <laughs> on what it is. Yeah. I throw that thing in the recycling bin as soon as it lands on my front porch. So, also, for an I haven't used the white or yellow pages in... <laughs> I haven't used the white or yellow pages in a dozen years also. So, to be fair, I, I didn't use that either, but I would just Google something. I guess it's just because I'm old, so I'm just used to doing that. But Allison's older than me. What the hell? <laughs> All right, let's talk about the Thursday show. Uh, we were her little cinnamon sticks, which, whatever. And I actually had the same comment that Daniel had where he's like, is that actually a carb? Because pretty sure it's not but when when she said that i didn't even think of an actual cinnamon stick for some reason i pictured like a stick of french toast like a you know oh, what i mean that's weird. what i pictured and that's what i thought she meant but i'm probably can, in the minority i can get on board for that but cinnamon sticks is not something that you're going to eat i did have a brief evening of trying to smoke one once but i was young and didn't know what i was doing I'm sorry. We're gonna have to. Uh, we're gonna have to pause here. What what happened? <laughs> My friend and I thought that we should smoke a cinnamon stick. And it, by the way, it doesn't really light very well. And I don't know. We were 15 or something, and just trying to be cool because smoking's cool. Uh, all right. <laughs> so neither of you had any run-ins with smoking weird things like cinnamon sticks when you were a teenager. No. No, not that I remember. I'm going to make you feel like not such a weirdo, Lisa. Okay, good. Even though you are. <laughs> I, I have um, one more thing that I did that's even weirder, so maybe we'll see. Okay, we'll see. Um, I smoked paper. Just <laughs> <laughs> like a piece of notebook paper <laughs> rolled up. <laughs> um, I definitely had that thought, but I never actually did it. Because I was like, I need paper? to. Yep. Yeah, see? I was like, I need to learn how to smoke, but I can't access cigarettes at the moment. So I was like, how do I do Oh my gosh. Um, And if you're going to smoke cinnamon, or yeah, you have to grind it up first and then put it in your rolling paper. Try and light a stick. It's like incense. It's wonderful. I I also, there's a whole story behind this too, but I'm not going to go into it. But I did snort cremate, like coffee creamer. Okay. (laughs) To be cool. Um, It was with the same friend, by the way. I'm not friends with her anymore. She was a bad influence on me. I'm just kidding. I was just um, young and dumb. There is... Do you guys know what Lucas Lucas is? No. It's like this like nope. salt and chili powder thing. Candy for Mexican kids. It's a terrible <laughs> candy. Anyway, I heard... Or I think in school, like kids would snort it just to like show that they're tough or something. Or stupid. I don't know. But uh, I never did that. Mm-hmm. Oh, some friend of mine paid some other friend like five bucks to snort wasabi. Oh, yeah, this is in that the days was... of Jackass, though. I think Jackass really yeah. ruined it for for everybody that's growing up. Well, speaking of like disgusting things to eat, well, they talked about Jelly Bellies and you know not eating a handful. First of all, I don't eat handfuls of candy in the first place. I eat them one by one, and like I like to taste each one. But I'm not a big Jelly Belly fan, but. They were talking about the, but we talked about this before too, but the bean boozled jelly bellies where like one is toothpaste and then the other one's, you know, not something disgusting or I think they talked about, it wasn't dog shit, but there was dog food, booger. It was like a vomit flavor, right? Vomit, uh, skunk, rotten egg, 
moldy cheese, like all of those. And, you know, you're not going to get those in the regular Jelly Bellies, but in the Bean Boozled. And I know we talked about this before. My kids did the Bean Boozled Challenge and it was so fucking hilarious. And I don't remember who else said that their kids did it. It might have been Joanna. I'm not sure. Um, I need to post the video of it because we really thought we were going to get through the whole thing. I think there's maybe 14 of them. And I think they got through about four before they were just going to gag and they couldn't watch. They did not want me to post it anywhere. They couldn't watch it for like six months because they were like, no, we can't even smell Jelly Bellies anymore. Just anything about them. They're so disgusting. I don't know. How do you guys feel about Jelly Bellies? Uh, Terrible, gross ones or the regular ones? (laughs) regular ones uh i'm not big into jelly beans i i am the the lone defender of black licorice on this Oof. continent my son loves black licorice i don't know He's where he a got smart that kid <laughs> yeah the uh jelly bellies it's kind of crazy how they can get these flavors into something and jenna was talking about you know the combinations that they had to make and everything and i'm just not a big jelly bean person either i don't know rafi you and i went to dylan's candy bar while you were here and i didn't see you jumping towards the jelly bellies at all yeah i mean every now and then like i remember my dad would eat jelly beans and my mom likes jelly belly but i think i need like the same flavor consistently to like just keep shoveling them in my mouth but yeah i'm not against jelly beans but it is very low on my candy list it is one of those things where at easter i'll put one in my mouth. I'm like, all right, cool. I'm done. But then they have all these new, you know, the better ones, like the Jolly Rancher ones or the other ones that are better, but still, or the Starburst ones. I got those last year, but still it's a jelly bean. I don't know. Not very exciting, but we should probably do the bean boozle challenge on here. (laughs) I don't know if I could stomach it though. talking, Talking about these weird flavors and whatnot and how they can get either vomit or like a strawberry shortcake or whatever. It's gotta be chemicals, right? Like, I've never been to the Jelly Bean Factory, but I'm sure it's just weird chemicals that they mix up to make these flavors. Yeah, like, how do they get earwax-flavored jelly bean? I don't understand what that... Ooh, first of all, who's the guy who tastes real earwax? Okay, (laughs) so we were doing this... Our friends had some of these, and we were like, oh, let's try some of them. And he had... I think he had the earwax one, and he possibly had the booger one. He's like, oh, yeah, it kind of does. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. How do you know what it tastes like? And why are you agreeing with it that they did a good job? I don't understand that. Maybe he's just a... He's married to the girl that I smoked cinnamon sticks with when I was 15. So that's where that family is. There. I mean, I said there are ways you could taste earwax, but... Accidentally? <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. They talked a little bit about Cyber Monday deals, and I was so tempted to buy the toothbrush because the toothbrush that Allison uses, she talks highly about, and I kept thinking, I really want a better tooth cleaning system and she has such nice white teeth which she probably gets some bleach but i need something to do a better job i think or maybe because i'm lazy so when she put that out there her tweet out there saying you know it's on sale and blah 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 right now and i thought oh i really want to buy it but it was still over a hundred dollars for a toothbrush <laughs> either of you use an electric toothbrush and did you get any deals on monday i do use an electric toothbrush mine was like 40 bucks probably i, I didn't i didn't roll with that super heavy-duty Sonicare one. Yeah, I like it. It's cool. It's It definitely feels... Once you get used to using one, you feel it feels pretty good doing it. It sounds... That's a weird sentence that means nothing, <laughs> and I apologize. Um, <laughs> but for Black Friday slash Cyber Monday, I bought a couple things, but there weren't really... There wasn't really anything on sale this year that I wanted, so I just ended up getting, like, 
random stuff, really. I didn't right. buy anything. I think all the stuff that I want is like never is stuff that never goes on sale. Yeah. But so I use a super cheap electric toothbrush that's like battery powered and it's like seven dollars or something because the I was using a manual toothbrush. I went, I went I I've gone back and forth and the manual toothbrush I was using is like very pointed at the end. And so when I was like running late for work, which is was like every day. I was like vigorously brushing my teeth and I would like jam it into my fucking gums and just bleed like a maniac. So I was like, okay, I need to do something about this. So I went back to that Oral-B like little cheapo electric toothbrush because the end is like perfectly round. And also because it's, you know, it's like double action. If I'm, if I'm moving my hand and the toothbrush is spinning, I feel like it's doing twice the work in half the time. So, and I've been wondering about her Sonicare, which specific one she uses, because she mentioned on one episode a while back that ever since she switched to Sonicare, her dentist told her that her teeth are, like, perfect. Really? Um, so I've been, I've been thinking about, about buying that one. I'm not put off by the price too much, because I know you have to pay for quality, so. Um, but for now, my $7 fucking cheapo battery-powered one is fine. So you both use electronic toothbrushes does it feel like after you leave the dentist that kind of like clean feeling no no like not well not my seven dollar one i don't know about this hundred dollar sonicare <laughs> but no i don't i don't think it's any, it's just because i'm lazy yeah that's why well i kind of want it for both because i hate brushing my teeth but i think it's a laziness really i'd like to get like the most out of my less calories <laughs> you can't burn the toothbrush and calories <laughs> no i hate it Oh, and I, by the way, I had my wisdom tooth out, what, two weeks ago almost, and it still fucking hurts so bad. So hopefully they got it all out. I don't know what's going on, but it hurts so bad still. Do you Um, have drugs? I ran out and I still didn't call. Actually, I do have drugs. I'm sorry. My neighbors are very, very uh, nice with their extra drugs. (laughs) (laughs) So on my Friendsgiving... I mentioned that my tooth was hurting so bad and my friend's like, all right, come to my garage. Well, because it's my neighborhood. We have like, it's just all our neighbors. So we just walked across the street and he opened his gun safe and then he just had like tons of bottles. He's like, here, here's a handful of Norcos. All right, cool. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> but I haven't been taking them. I'm trying to, I weaned myself off the narcotics and I've just been taking Advil, which helps. But it's just, I mean, when is the pain going to go away? I just, I don't know, but. It's not, I was going to get more than one out too. And I only got one and that's how bad it was. I don't think it's as bad as Greg Heller's double impacted, whatever he said. I don't even know what that means. He's got four non inline or inline non impacted molars. Is that what it was? I don't even know. Something like that. Yeah. I don't even know. I thought impacted meant something else. So I don't even know. All I know is it was growing in sideways and it was pushing my other teeth forward and it hurts. Speaking of things that hurt. Okay. So. We already talked about politics. We're not going to talk about it anymore. But I was kind of surprised that Allison said people are disappointed that they're not talking about politics on the Thursday show. Do we really need that? I mean, there are shows for that. Allison show is not really where you go to listen to that. So I think it's kind yeah. of strange that people are disappointed in it. Well, this came know. up in the uh, the best friends fan cast Facebook group. Like someone would someone posted a thread that was like, "Hey, should Allison talk more about politics?" And there was kind of mixed replies to it i I understand it would be if you're following along with politics or you have an eye on that kind of stuff like everyone did with the election it feels weird to have 
them not mentioning it on the Thursday show, maybe for some people. But I, I listen to a lot of political like podcasts and radio shows and, and news websites and that sort of thing. So it's not it's not like I miss that information and I, I need to get it from like this Thursday friendly chat show. It's there right. in my mind I'm perfectly fine with them not really getting into it. I actually kind of prefer them not getting into it at all. And maybe if she's gonna mention it, mention it on like the Monday show like they did this week. Right. I feel the same way. It's kind of an escape from the daily life of everything because I definitely I listen to AM talk radio and all day if I'm not listening to a podcast so I hear an asshole of everything and I you know there's there's places for it and I just feel like the Thursday show is not really because here's the thing talking about politics is not first of all like I said before it's not going to change anybody's mind but it's just going to let you know what side someone's on and I guess that's what people want to know I don't know because Allison saying anything is not going to change anything. Just like yeah. us talking about it, not really going to. I mean, nobody talking about anything is ever going to change anything. <laughs> <laughs> Nihilist Lisa Lowry says <laughs> the world is pointless, and we're all just wasting time until we die. We're all just saving up money to pay for our cancer treatments. Um, oh so God. I heard I heard uh, Molly McAleer say that on a podcast. And I was like, wow, that's the worst thing I've ever heard. That's oh great. My God. But yeah, I don't know. People people do like to hear people say the things that they believe. That's speaking of talk radio. That's that's why that exists because they when it, people a lot of people listening want to hear someone say, you know, oh, Hillary Clinton is the devil or whatever. Right. In the case of AM talk radio, so I I think most of the people who want to hear them talk about politics want to hear on some level want to hear someone agree with them. True. And I would listen to, you know, even, what's that horrible guy? Oh, Rush Limbaugh. Like, I would even listen to him sometimes because I feel like you have to listen to the opposite end of the spectrum and things that you don't agree with to make sure that that's really not something you're into because you can't say, oh, I hate that guy without really hearing him or listening to him. But listening to him really just made me want to scratch my own eyes out. So I would have to change it. And luckily, he's not on the channel I listen to anymore. It's just, I, I don't know, listening to Allison is just, we already know how she feels and i don't really if if she said oh i voted for trump would you still listen to her i i would be like what the fuck <laughs> just out of like confusion like what yes. really um, i don't know how i would react past that yeah yeah it would be weird for sure but then if she said she voted for hillary you'd probably say yeah i guess that I mean, do we really need to talk about it? I don't know. And people think it's her civil duty to talk about it. And I think I think to some degree, in some ways, but like we talked about before, once she says something, then they talk shit on her. So I saw someone tweeted her and said something like, you're cute and funny, just keep it at that or something. Like, we don't need to hear your liberal side or something. Someone tweeted her just a couple of days ago. I'm like, okay, you're damned get if you do, you're the- damned if you don't, you yeah. know? Get in the kitchen and make... Yes. With the, yeah, and where's uh-huh. my beer and where's my meatloaf? Uh, but I, yeah, there's a hundred percent chance that if she were to start talking about politics more on the Thursday show, like that would a bunch of people wouldn't like what comes up. So right. it's just a it's a matter of what percentage you want to kind of alienate. And also, <laughs> like Jenna and Al are Mormons, and like they talking about certain issues would put them in the position of either having to defend maybe the Mormon church's position on something, which might not be popular or, or to say, we don't agree with the Mormon church's position on this, which is oh, not, right. not a considerate thing to do to them. I agree. It's keep it light. Keep it fun. Let's talk about, I was going to say something from the old days. I almost said head scabs and butter sandwiches, but 
let's talk about hard boiled eggs. I think that's where the reason why I like listening to the show because I don't, t- you know, talk politics with my friends that much. You know, I do sometimes, but it's just, I don't know. I just, I guess I don't feel the need to. It just, it's, I know how I feel and I will listen to those shows to maybe have my mind changed because I'm not going to be set on something. But to a certain degree, I kind of already know what I want to know and that's about it. I'm kind of the same. I listen to a lot of analysis and discussion and even like regular, like AM conservative talk radio shows. But like, I don't, I don't feel the need to like go out to the bar and start talking to people right. about, you know, <laughs> why I don't like the precedent that Donald Trump says by sets by saying blah, 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 because, you know, once you say that about defending your NATO allies and then blah, blah, like that's not a, that's not going to change anyone's mind, but B it's like, I don't feel the need to argue about it that much. Right. And like, what do those people find that they're going to get out of that, that they're going to have a team of people that pat them on the back and say, you're smart. (laughs) We're on your team or a bunch of people that hate you and you can get into a fight. It just, I don't know. I don't, I guess I don't see the point of it, but I understand everybody's different. I'm learning that from doing the show. And I like how I said I wasn't going to talk about it. And we just talked about it a lot more. One thing I learned from this episode that I did not know is that the lighter roast of coffee is more caffeine. Because for me, I always get the darkest roast possible because I think that's going to be the strongest flavor, most caffeine. And the lighter roast has more caffeine. I, my mind was blown. Do either of you already know this? Yep. Are you serious? Yeah, well, this, I just found it out this probably... this is information that I needed to be hearing about. <laughs> I just found this out, like, maybe four or five years ago. But, yeah, I, I, I did know it. But I think everyone thinks the reverse. I think most people think that. Because whenever I see light, medium, dark, I think, okay, that's the lighter roses for the wimpy people that, like, just, like, a little hint of coffee, coffee-flavored water. And then the dark is going to be, like, the espresso roast and the dark strong bitter flavors that i like that bite that bite you when you take a drink i did not realize and i do get the breakfast blends a lot i like those uh i think i accidentally tried one once i'm like wow this has a lot of good flavor but i didn't know that it was and i like how al was like oh is that bacon and eggs flavor or something i forgot what he said just i don't know i feel like i've heard that and i just forgot about it because normally i do go with like a darker not super dark not like you with your black coffee but but I, I drink like like if I ever go to like a coffee place, I'll just get like a, a latte. Anything with espresso is good. But yeah, I think I'm gonna have to start buying lighter coffee. Shout yeah. out to Megan and in the in this together uh, VIP gift bag that someone actually stole this. Um, so not everyone got it, but because I was with her, I got it at her house. There was like a sponsor that gave them coffee, and it's really good. I got one, and I have not tried it yet. And I'm really excited about that. People are stealing it. Someone stole like the whole box of it. So like only a few bags have it. Oh my gosh. That's so sad. Also, Megan, if that poopery comes in, you know, you know my address. (laughs) You'll need it after my gift that's probably sitting in your, (laughs) in the office expiring right now in your apartment building. I'm sure it'll be fine. Yeah. Most of it will be fine. Did you, did you send me back the black and white cookies? (laughs) No, my God, those things were good, too. That you stole from me? I did not steal those back. I I didn't even see them for like two days. I went out there. I'm like, ooh, what's these? (laughs) (laughs) When I was like, we were all drinking at Megan's 
after the festival and they're like passing around champagne bottles and like we're drinking tecates and tea cates. And then I was like, ooh, you know what would be good right now? Some cookies. And I look in my bag and I'm like, well, where the fuck are the cookies? <laughs> I like looked in her kitchen. I was like, oh, shit. I was like, I guess they fell out. That or you took a ha- them. A happy place. accident. I tasted those things and I thought, I don't know if that's what they're supposed to taste like, but those were tasty. That's what the other one that I had from uh, Whole Foods was like. So I think that's what they are. Okay, good. Because I looked up some other ones and some of them said they were a little bit different or something. I don't know. Anyways, they were good and I want to get them again. I wish they just had them in the store. You guys have Whole Foods. Yeah, but the ones I got, those Entenmann's, those were so good. The Whole Foods, I... Whole Foods is so expensive. All right, I'll go there and get them. It's important. It's one cookie. (laughs) You know what? We have a really good bakery right like down the street from us. I should go check and see if they have them there. You should. Uh, Random cookie question. Have you guys tried the, uh, well, a couple things at Trader Joe's, the chocolate chip walnut cookies? No. They are really goddamn good. Okay, you just reminded me that they have black and white cookies there, too, that I almost got for you, Raphael, except for I thought Trader Joe's things always go bad, like, in one day, so I didn't get those, but I need to try them from there. So, what do you say, black? black? Uh, You know what? I have a bag of them when I go grab them, but also they have... Walnut and chocolate chip? Is that what you said? Yeah. Oh, that sounds so delicious. And there's also these, like, uh, some sort of brown sugar blondie brownies that they have that are crazy good, like, R-word good. You can't say it anymore. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i what did they used to have some molasses cookies that i used to have there that were so good these soft baked cookies that were delicious i rarely get any baked goods from there because it all goes moldy and before i can even get to it i rarely buy anything like that because i know like if i'm at the store like and i'm like looking at cookies don't even do it because i'm gonna fucking eat the whole thing in like two days i'm gonna feel like a garbage pile more than i already do so well, good. You'll enjoy my present I sent you. <laughs> For the record, they're called uh, Chewy Chunky Chocolate Chip Cookies with Walnuts, and they are technically vegan, but don't let that dissuade you. They're Ooh. still full of full of sugar and super unhealthy and great. That sounds delicious. I'm going to go there tomorrow because that's the closest grocery store to me. And I will try their black and white cookies first before I head out to make the pilgrimage to Whole Foods. <laughs> Just Random <laughs> more random uh, grocery store talk. I did not know I'm new to Trader Joe's. I thought it was some expensive place like Whole Foods, yes! so I never went there. Me too. But, yeah, I just started going there a couple months ago. I was like, oh, this is this uh, is about the same price as the Safeway I go to. Yeah, and they have better things. I mean, there's a lot of things you can't get there, but they, they just have better everything. Everything's good there. And I thought the same thing. Just, oh, this is where rich people go, and it's going to be all stuffy. And Which, by the way, though, the, the clientele is their own breed like there's the walmart breed of people and then there's trader joe's breed of people and i don't like either of them yeah like trader joe's people are what trump voters think hillary voters are (laughs) i'm wrapping my mind around that yeah they they are very much a type there's a lot of like yeah 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 you'll know it when you see it yeah yeah but still don't don't let it sway you and by the way trader joe's make your stores a little bit bigger people want to come there you don't have to be shy it's okay you're you're legitimate grocery store now. It's okay to make room for, you know, carts and lines and people and whatnot. So, well, see, that that would be solving out to the man. Be some oh. sort of corporate or you can't have more than like eight parking spaces. That means you're a sellout. <laughs> they would have to change their name to Trader Joe's with T R A I T O R. Oh, nice. Hey-o. All right. So, Jenna, oh yeah, have okay. Omaha steaks. 
I'm super excited that Allison has more sponsors. Have either of you received Omaha snake snakes? Ah! <laughs> <laughs> the greatest the gag gift of all time. You just sent someone a bunch of fucking snakes in the mail. Oh my god. <laughs> Leaving that puppy in. Either of you received Omaha steaks or sent them. <laughs> so um this advertiser also advertised on uh Jensen's podcast and I think I'm gonna have to order them because they were just describing it and I was like, that sounds really fucking good. I've never gotten them. Apparently no one cares about me. Aww. I feel like there's so many things that like people could give me and I'd be happy with, but no one gives me anything. So except for Lisa. Uh, <laughs> so if if anyone wants to send these to me, DM me on Twitter. I will gladly send you my address. So it's something that my in-laws started sent. Can you hear the Disneyland fireworks? I'm going to leave that in if you can hear it because it's nostalgic. Absolutely. They sent us a box like two years ago and now they've been every year. And the first year I thought, oh, this is so exciting. Like free food in the mail. That's just kind of, you know, it's cool. It's food. Why not? And it's a box of meat. So it's super exciting. But then you go to maybe make a meal from any of it. And like the pork chops were like medallion sized (laughs) and the steaks are about the same size, but they are fucking good. Like the quality is great. But the like there are some times that we just said, well, I guess we're going to have steak and pork tonight because they're each like two bites. (laughs) They're not it's not huge portions, which is fine. We're not big meat eaters anyways, but it was just if I would have purchased it myself, I probably would have been a little disappointed depending on how much it costs. But being given it as a gift is like it's like it's random meat. It's awesome. (laughs) Yeah, they... Yeah, going, I've heard live reads for Omaha Steaks at some other podcast, but like they go through all the stuff that they send you, and Allison did that too, and it was like that's yes, that's crazy. The that's best crazy. meatballs, the best meatballs that I've ever had, and their hot dogs are okay. Their burgers were really good actually, and the steaks are really. I mean, they're all it's all really good quality. Those little apple tartlet things are really good. They're caramel apple. The potatoes are. Eh. A couple of other things. But anyways, it's totally worth it. If you give that as a gift, go to Omaha Steaks and use the promo code ROSEN because it is a great gift to receive. I Now that they give it to us, I keep thinking, what if they stop giving it to us? Because when you see that big styrofoam box come, you're like, oh my gosh, like dinner is set for like the next however. It's just, it's, and it's fun. It's, oh, they have chicken fried steak too. That was like the best chicken fried steak. And those were actually big. That was really good. But I don't know how much it costs. So I can't say, but I know my husband and I have been like, if we bought this ourselves, we'd probably be like, this is a lot of packaging and a very little bit of meat. <laughs> it, it, I don't remember the price from this live read, but the last time I heard someone do a read for it, it was surprisingly affordable. It was like, it was worth considering. Okay. I think yeah. if you get like the coupons and the discounts, it's it's worth it. Yeah. Allison didn't mention the price, but I think Jensen did on his show, and I think it's like $75. Okay. It's pretty it's pretty rad. You get to fill your freezer with some amazing things. Their filet mignons are good, and their other steaks. It's just don't plan on, like, hosting a party with it, but it's for you, Rafi, probably awesome, and TS, it'd be awesome. If you're cooking for, like, a couple of people, it's, like, perfect. Or just yourself is what I was going at. <laughs> Do you... Do you just take them in a box and eat them just like that? Or yeah. Do you actually no, cook them? you have to like season them and cook them. It's all raw, but it's uh, vacuum sealed. I meant because you like yours so well. Uh, I'm all technical. Yeah. Well, no, actually, you said it on medium heat. Uh, <laughs> Salt and pepper is my favorite. 
I, I'm not trying to do a live read for her, but I really enjoy getting those every year. We've got I know, it's just other things. Native but... advertising you're sneaking in. I know, right? Are um... you secretly getting a check from Omaha Steaks? <laughs> I get five cents off my next order. <laughs> as long as I don't say steaks next time, maybe I'll get ten cents off. You said steaks. I mean steaks. <laughs> it should be really clear which one, because you're gonna ask for like a snake at a restaurant at some point and they're gonna bring one out and you're not gonna know what to do. And since I order everything rare, it's still gonna be hissing at me. That really I really like that idea of Omaha snakes where someone just opens they think it's gonna be like a like a stick, they open like a styrofoam container. It's just a live boa constrictor. <laughs> Daniel, if you're listening, screw the bag of dicks. It, it's all about the the, bu- the box of snakes. Oh, Omaha snakes. <laughs> Rafi, uh, you said steaks. <laughs> I'm losing it. <laughs> that's, uh, I think secretly that's who you're getting the check from is from Omaha snakes. I think you're right. <laughs> or you're sponsor. like going to... You're going to start this as a business. You're just <laughs> putting the idea out there. Oh, my God. Oh. So, Janet went to New York. That's all. You know what? Actually, they talked about parenting a little bit, and they were going back and forth on, you know, Allison's not going to be prepared until you do it. And they talked about how you decide who's going to take care of the baby when you're feeling whatever. And just Daniel's going to be working all day, and she's going to be with the baby all day, and he'll come home and she'll feel guilty because he's been working all day. But then you have to realize that being a parent is 24. It's 24. Four by seven job that you know there's no leaving it going to work is actually going to be his break so i think listening to the way jenna and al raised their kid and the way they live their life is just kind of like magical everybody should live like them but having a good team member is the key to surviving parenthood and i think that they're going to do a great job and i'm super excited to hear i'm sure we'll get to hear every little bit about what they go through any thoughts on parenting are you good the only thought I have is that she's mentioned, I don't know if it was on this episode or Monday's. So it kind of worries me that she has mentioned now that it's possible that she won't, like she'll have to repeat a show because she won't have an episode recorded. Um, that's kind of scary to me because she she did so good. I forget when, but like any holiday or whatever, she banks episodes. I know Jenna and Al did, so it's so seamless. So hopefully we don't have to hear a repeat because i listened to them on my own i want new episodes <laughs> and oh the bonus the bonus bonus tv episode part three just came out today on patreon so i could just listen to those that's true go to alisonrosen.com and click on the patreon and be a supporter but she's over like 400 supporters now i just saw today oh that's good that's pretty exciting that there are that many people on there. The bonus episodes, I still haven't even listened to all of them, but it's all it's all awesome. And I don't want repeat episodes, but if she has to, that's fine. But I think like she was saying, and I guess like Colonel Jeff was saying, that doing something from the hospital, or even if it's just a half an hour, <laughs> I'm sure she'll feel the need to do that because she this is part of her life, you know, just getting it out and talking and, and we've all been part of it. And I think that it's going to be a natural thing for her to say, hey, let's record something right now. Yeah. Well, she used to do like the little five or ten minute YouTube videos that she used to upload. So she might just do one of those from her phone. That would be perfect. That would be awesome. That would feel even more like we're part of her family because we already do feel that way. Uh, Random tangent. Speaking of the uh, uh, bonus Patreon episodes, uh, either of you guys, have you watched Search Party? 
No, but I just saw that that's what the new one is, one of the shows that they're talking about. Yeah, I'm looking for. I haven't listened to the bonus episode yet, but I'm looking forward to hearing them talk about it. I'm only about four episodes in, but it's it's actually a really, really good show. Can you tell me a little bit what it's about? Because I can guess, and I thought that's going to be something that's going to stress me out, but what is it about? It is, a, well, it stars Alia Shawkat, who played Maybe on Earth oh, Development, yeah. and who was the most attractive human being on Earth. Anyway, it's it's a it's about a a college buddy of hers that goes missing and this is after they've graduated from college but it's not even a buddy of hers it's some girl she kind of knew but she sort of becomes obsessed with the case and trying to figure out what happened to this missing girl it's a mostly a comedy but it's also a disappearance slash maybe murder mystery thing going on so it's it's really it's definitely worth a watch what network is it on uh tbs i think i've been watching it on demand on Voodoo. Watch the first episode for free on Voodoo, but it's good. That it's actually good. sounds better than I thought it was. So, what did you think it was? I, <laughs> I thought it was going to be about. I don't know. I thought it was going to be a drama and like just like a search and rescue type of drama. Oh, I haven't seen this show, and I had to look up what it was about because I know I've seen it around like on Twitter or something. But I don't know if I'll watch it. But another show that I think is on TBS that I also hear good things about is Angie Tribeca. That's on TBS, right? I've heard the name. I haven't. I haven't seen the show. And that show stars Rashida Jones, who I think is one of the most attractive people in the world. Yes, she. Oh man, and I love you, man. She looks so good. Anyway. That show, I I think Allison would like that show because from the commercials I've seen, it looks fucking hilarious. Like it's just like super silly. Like someone mentioned, it's like airplane. I gotta, I gotta. There's too much TV and there are too many movies. There's not enough time. But I want to watch all of these. But I end up watching none of them. You know what I did watch is I started watching Doctor Strange. No. Fuck that movie. <laughs> Shout out to Adriana on Facebook who agreed with me. No, I saw, I watched Broadchurch after they mentioned it on Netflix. And I got like five, six episodes in and I lost interest. So I don't know if I'm going to revisit that or just move on to another show that will eventually disappoint me. After five episodes, I think you would know. Yeah. Like, it, it was good. It's just like, okay, I, I don't really care that much. But it it was good. It's like vegetables. Like, I know it's good. <laughs> but I, I can go without it. That should be their tagline. It's like vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of sucks, but whatever. Just choke it down. I don't. I know I told you about Penny Dreadful, which I think is a really, really great show. And I just finished finally Black Mirror. I had two episodes left on season three for however many weeks, and I just forgot that they were there. And I'm like, oh yeah, I still have those because I've really been diving into Seinfeld and. That's all I've really been watching if TV's on or Penny Dreadful, and that's it. Oh, and then, of course, Gilmore Girls, the newest season just came out, so I had to watch that. Uh, Quick detour. How is the new Gilmore Girls? I was surprised at how well they were able to get the dynamic the same. Because, you know, whenever something comes back, the dynamic's off and it's weird. Yep. And that's what I'm scared of with Twin Peaks. But it was really, I mean, it was just as silly and like kind of frivolous as it used to be there were a few things where i thought you haven't figured this out in the last nine years you're still dealing with this but for the most part i really like how they did it in different seasons the gilmore guys had a tiny cameo in it which i thought that's kind of amazing that they made it that oh, that's kind of far cool. yeah. you know and there were i counted five twin peaks nods in the in the whole season which i thought was kind of interesting because I don't know why that would be, but maybe because it's close. I mean, Ray Weiss was in it, but oh. that really, you know, 
there were two people from Twin Peaks in it before, or three people, sorry, in the last season who were not in it at all this season, but I just think they're actors and they're in a show. It has something to do with it. I don't know why there would be... Well, they're both coming back after like a multi-year hiatus, yeah. I'm like, okay, the first one I thought, okay. And then I saw Ray Weiss. I'm like, okay, whatever. And then the third one and then the fourth one, I thought, okay, what's going on here? What? You know what it is. It's a crossover event. It's going to be the canon. They're going to fold into each other. (laughs) The new season of Twin Peaks is going to be part of Gilmore Girls. Oh, my gosh. And then they kill the Gilmore Girls. (laughs) Who killed the Gilmore Girls? (laughs) Or it turns out Lorelai was behind it the whole time. Uh Aha, that I believe. Her and her Pop-Tart. It's pretty good. I enjoyed it. And it was it ended on a cliffhanger. So it, I don't know why they did that. So maybe there's going to be more. And it makes me excited for Twin Peaks coming out. Because if they could do such a good job, then it's going to be harder, though. Because it's 25 years, not 8 or 9 or whatever. However many years it's been. So that's going to be weird. Because there are a lot of people who are a lot older. <laughs> and there's going to have to be a whole new group of new people coming in at least with this one the people didn't really age too much so it looked just really like it was nine years later you know and you're just joining back with old friends and visiting so and Um, like scott marquez said shout out to scott he wished there were there was more lane i agree even in the other season i wish there was a little bit more of her because that was rory's best friend come on rafi was was there any reference to a damn fine cup of coffee is that no that would have been a see that would have been good but it was even like more like the first one Rory was talking about um, Luke gave her, oh, we have the new menu at the diner. Like, check it out. I put your article on the back page and she said, oh, you know, oh, look, it's 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 so cool. It's in there. And she's all and it's wrapped in plastic. And that's like a Twin Peaks thing, which is kind of more subtle. Rory in the last season called someone the log lady. I'm like, what? Why would you even say that? And there was a talking minor bird. And then there was this weird trippy music and they go into this room. There was a lot of things. It was just interesting. If you watch children's shows, like like any cartoon, Trice or me, you know, that we watched as kids, like if you go back, there are like so many references that you would not have gotten as a kid. And that's because the people who are making the show are right. adults that were influenced by these other things. And you just want to sneak in. Like me, when I mention Biggie on this show all the time, it's what I'm into. And that's just, I'm just... It comes out no matter what, or with Seinfeld. So I think that's why there are so many Twin Peaks references, probably people writing on the show or just fans of it, and they try to sneak in little things to see if people notice. Also, update on the Christmas tree lights. Did we talk about that before recording, or was that during? I think that was before. Oh, I don't know. (laughs) 54% are now white lights, but Anita Baker says both. And Chelsea is like, I'm going to listen to the queen, Anita Baker. So that's... A very unnecessary sidetracking, but go on. <laughs> yeah, everyone tell us what you think about white lights, color lights, or both on your tr- on your Christmas tree. It's hard hitting over here. Enough with the politics, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> oh You're going to offend half of our audience by saying one or the other. <laughs> Two of them are out of here. So baby Sam turned one. Happy birthday, Sam. That's so cool. And Shout out to you, Lisa, for sending her a little shirt. I can't believe she it was so perfect like she wore it and then watched the Gilmore Girls new season with it on so that's really cool because it said fun to be one in Stars Hollow on the shirt I didn't think to make one for 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 Jenna but she's like I need a shirt like this it's fun to be 30 in Stars Hollow I thought okay maybe next year but I'm already trying to plan like each year doing some sort of Gilmore Girls related shirt for her until she's like 10 and she's like what the fuck is this mom (laughs) 
<laughs> Gilmore Girls sucks. <laughs> she probably won't say what the fuck is this. Well, you never know. People, <laughs> people with like you know parents who are maybe kind of strict end up going the other ways. Right. Someone sends her a box of Omaha snakes, and it's all downhill from there. I really like that idea. I'm just putting that out there. If anyone's <laughs> looking for like a new invention or some sort of Kickstarter thing, Omaha snakes. <laughs> That could be that will be our one sponsor. I love it. They had some heavy, heavy rage on Friendsgiving, which first I was like, what the hell is all the hate for? But then I realized it's the it becoming its own holiday and having its own day where I'm like, no, 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 that's I do agree. It's completely ridiculous. Our, we started doing ours probably 15 years ago, but it was not called Friendsgiving. It was called the Island of Misfit Toys Giving. Uh, it wasn't even called that, but we just called it the Island of Misfit Toys, where like people that didn't have families around or whatever would just we had just all the odd you know the odd ends <laughs> could come over to our house, and it grew every year because in general family sucks or you're far away from your family, so you know it, it just grew bigger and bigger. But and ours is always the day after Thanksgiving, and I would have it on the regular Thanksgiving, but we had to go do the you know. We do have to do some of the in-law stuff. I don't do fam- my family's Thanksgiving anymore. I finally cut one of them out. I don't get tired of turkey because on our... I don't like calling it Friendsgiving because whatever. But on when our friends get together and have Thanksgiving, that's when we do like the good turkeys that aren't dry and dusty and taste like crap. So it's more fun. There's drinking. It's the food's good. People are great. But there's no... A special day. Like this is what happens with advertising and commercials that like completely fuck everything over and turn it into something stupid and ridiculous do either of you have friendsgiving or do you have your swanson tv dinners to eat by yourselves so as i mentioned on the last episode i went to three of my friends houses so i don't know if this is just a mexican thing but it's family and whoever wants to drop by like so i was so the the pro i also had a problem with this friendsgiving thing being a separate day i was just like what are your friends not welcome at your home or like what's the problem like why can't they just stop by but maybe that's because it maybe it is just like more of a Mexican thing where there's like literally, literally there's like 30 some people there. Like it's not like a yeah. small thing. See, growing up, my family's thing was always more the merrier. My friends would go with me and there was never a separate thing. But then once I got older, I stopped hanging out with those, that family. And so we wanted to have our own Thanksgiving. And, but then once I got married, then we had his parents' family dinner and it's just them and us. There's no like friends stopping by. They don't have, a lot of friends. It's just kind of, it's just a very quiet. We have you know our bland turkey and our bland mashed potatoes, and then like we move on. But I think we do it on Friday, the Friday after, because not only because Thursday's taken, but because Friday is way better. <laughs> Nobody's working, everybody's done, and we can like just party. It's Friday. It's much better. I don't know, but I, it being its own day, it, it would have been regular Thanksgiving if we weren't busy. It's not. I don't know. It being its own entity is just. It, it is silly. Yeah, Daniel pointed out, like, the idea that it's not... So there is something kind of sweet, I think, about the idea of people who maybe live far away from their families or are estranged even or something like that, getting together and having, like, a Friendsgiving type thing. But if you make it its own day, it's it's not that anymore. It's It's some, like, weird side thing. Instead of spending Thanksgiving with a bunch of friends, which I think is the original... Uh, intense of it. So, I don't know. It's weird. Also, I think I'm talking out of my ass. I think Friendsgiving is something that got popularized on The New Girl, that show, which mm. might 
mm. might uh, help validate Colonel Chef Jeff's like irrational hatred of it. <laughs> Even though Chef Jeff does watch that show because he mentioned that pillow that was on the show that he had and he thought it was really cool that he saw it on TV. <laughs> I'm mm-hmm. like, aha, I see what show you're watching. Oh, I'm guessing Zoe Deschanel is very much his type. Uh, so. yeah, I'm sure. Conf- Zoe. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. (laughs) I'm just kidding. She's quite lovely. By the way, her mom's in Twin Peaks. Wait, who's her mom? Her mom is Dr. Hayward, Mrs. Hayward, in the wheelchair. Oh. Oh. Yeah, that's her mom. Kind of a nobody, but you know. All right. Ah. Jeez. Let it go, Lisa. (laughs) A great actress. Hatred of Zoe Deschanel and her family. No, I I think I would be friends with her. She seems awesome. Honestly, she seems she seems my type of gal to hang out with. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, I have other stuff here, but it's kind of whatever. Yeah, I had like PE worst memories, and eh. they kind of went. Uh, they kind of talked about all the stuff that I was thinking. I think compression socks and eh. uh, Jenna's candid bleed out weight loss program kind of took me by surprise but other than that after birth oh, yeah. and whatnot i think yeah so as someone who has given birth what are your whole feelings about their conversation i didn't find it as bloody as they're saying that or that allison's anticipating but i didn't have to do the ice packs either but i do remember the giant diaper thing they were like here you go <laughs> and being you know you're really shy and like everything you know you don't want to be like just Uh (laughs) I was gonna say spread eagle but you are but you don't want to be like just so exposed but like by the end of it you're just like fuck it like everybody see me naked here in the worst possible positions and everybody's seen the inside of me so thanks and good night you know it's not the modesty goes out the window you just have to be like I don't care anymore especially when you're all drugged up or in pain you're just like I don't care but just yeah as a heads up I'm also gonna isolate that audio about everyone (laughs) being naked I think Omaha snakes might be firing me (laughs) so the whole thing I think it's good that Allison's hearing all of these horror stories because it might not happen and then she'll be pleasantly surprised it's not like having diarrhea where it's just like that you get nothing good out of it you know (laughs) it's a lot of pain and work and all this stuff but then you get like this magical little being out of it so do you guys want to talk about some oh you know before we talk about jmos uh they were going to do a snack chat that andrew sent in from tacoma and that's andrew Ant. he's a friend of ours on facebook so shout out to him we got a tease on his snack chat which we don't know what it is but i'm excited to hear what it is because i know he was excited about sending it in so i'm glad that he participated and also we got a scoop on who next week's fill-in for thursday will be it's dr rosen rosen andy rosen elizabeth lame's husband who also managed meg myers aha uh-huh. i'm excited i think you would like meg myers music lisa because she's super depressing oh i thought you were gonna say she's really old <laughs> <laughs> she's yeah. silent era music <laughs> Let's talk about some JMOs. Rafi, do you have one? I There's one I want to talk about, but I don't want to talk about it. Okay. Because I want to, going to badmouth it. So. Ew, boy. But I guess we're all just going to have to wonder what that is. T.S., which one did you pick? Uh, so some guy named Jason Dix said <laughs> on the Monday show that 
percent of his laughter and fake is faked, and he never movies never make him laugh. Uh, so this is this is how Ghostbusters two came up um, because <laughs> uh, Aaron Gibson said, you know, that's such a great funny movie, which is which is uh, which stood out. Uh, anyway, they talked about The Hangover and how they saw it the first time, and then it was less funny the second time. And I had the exact same experience. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think it was because I was with a crowd. I remember I was with a very small audience the first time I saw it, and I ended up seeing it again. It just, I don't know, some movies just don't hold up that well. I agree. I think there I are certain, this... like, the people you're around or... Yeah, I had the same experience with The Hangover, and I did see it in a packed theater. I think that helped. I I don't know. I think it's just one of those dumb comedies that... I would never revisit. But I do have a memory of, like, as a teenager going with my sister to go see Sweet Home Alabama starring Reese Witherspoon <laughs> and some joke. <laughs> they, I can't remember what joke because I haven't rewatched this movie, but there was a point where it, there was a big laugh and then it died down and got quiet and I could not stop laughing for, like, two or three minutes. And it got to the point where I was like, what do I do? Because I can't stop. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Tomorrow? Just remember this moment tomorrow. That's all. All right. Oh God. (laughs) (laughs) I picked one from Ray Morgan. He says, when I spell the word people, I say the word P.O. plea, which I don't. I do the P.O. P.O.P.L. or whatever everybody else was saying. But she said that this is a vintage J.M.O. So I think that should be his new Twitter handle. Vintage Ray. I'm sure he'll really love that, that he got a vintage J.M.O. But I was going to say something else. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Whew, can you tell it's almost the end? Then Allison started talking about pronunciations. Of course, that's how it rolls on this show. And then she was saying, oh, someone mentioned the difference between saying Don and Don with a W and Don without a W. And then they were going into all this pronunciation of Don. And I thought it was funny that we kind of like when Joanna and Emily and I were on and we were talking about Bruce by Don and we kind of picked his name apart and talked all about that. And then they went ahead and started doing that. I thought that was kind of funny. And I actually found the original tweet and I saw the guy, which he kind of didn't really make sense. He didn't really explain it to Allison correctly, but the way they were saying it on the show was really funny. And it reminded me of Welcome to the Dollhouse because Dawn Wiener, of course, her mom says the name Dawn, like, horribly. And it's just, oh, I love the conversations that come out of JMO sometimes. So, Ray Morgan, you sparked a good conversation. I thought it was funny. And shout out to Bruce by Dawn, who should be on here, by the way. You don't have to bring me Porter, okay? You can just be on the show. About the the conversation about Dawn, the guy who tweeted it originally, I don't like his tone. The yes. way he originally, he was just like, hey, it's pronounced Don, not Don, or whatever the fuck you wrote. And I was just like, hey, guy, fucking cool it. Like, explain yourself, because right. you sound like a maniac right now. <laughs> but um, I actually do think that there is a difference in the pronunciation. It's so subtle that no one would ever point it out. But apparently, this is like this guy's pet peeve. And by the way, I have a pet peeve with someone else too, and I hope that he doesn't listen. But I don't even know who it is. But he is this guy trying to find this fan cast and asking Allison, and then she tells him, <laughs> and then he, excuse me, and then he made a comment like, uh, "The fan cast is longer than your show. That's bizarre." <laughs> and I realize we're going over like two hours right now. But I didn't want to have to like pick it apart and say, well, we're actually talking about two episodes. 
and we talk about more than just the show. And we like to talk because there's a lot to talk about with Allison. She sparks a lot of good conversations. So my apologies if you do listen. We love you as a listener, but it seemed unnecessary. <laughs> also, that would have been like seven tweets. So you would have seemed like a crazy person who can't stop replying <laughs> to something? I think that was the other thing where I was like, do I really want to rant right now? Probably not. <laughs> Hit me up on Facebook and say it to my face. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he's listening. I'm sure he's invested his two hours this week in this show. But he'll be the next super fan. I think this is where we should end it. <laughs> Speaking of going long, I don't still don't know what I'm waiting for. Uh, somebody like... Kiki Shepard to come out and like hook me out of here. This Waiting for the theme music to start playing. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that that is like that's what I need. That's what I'm missing. I need like music to kind of get us in the mood, and then then just playing me off music where it's just like I put it on a timer and it starts. I'm like, okay, I guess this is the end. This is the end, and this was a lot of fun. And I'm so glad, TS, that you got to be on. And it was you had the week off and it was your birthday. Happy birthday. And Thank you. I'm just glad that you were, you were back. Oh, by the way, my husband says, hi. He's like, Oh, who are you going to talk to tonight? Oh, so he said, hi. And Rafi, thank you for coming in as a pinch hitter once again. So thank you for filling in because you're always awesome. And it's nice to have someone I can rely on that. I could just text and say, Hey, can you come in? And you fill in nicely. So thank you. Anytime. <laughs> TS, where can we find you? On Twitter, I guess. I'm at TSDCX. I don't tweet anything, but I retweet stuff. Too much political stuff lately. I'm trying to tone it back down. Um, but if you want to join the Facebook group for Best Friends Fancast, I post in there sometimes. You know, mostly just replies and stuff. But it's if you're listening to this, check out that fan group on Facebook. Oh, thank you. It is a lot of fun. And uh, Rafi, where can we find you? I guess on Twitter at RMC Guitars. <laughs> you guys I... are both part of this Twitter, I guess group that i'm not aware of i think i'm still one follower short to get to 187 so and then i'm gonna have to unfollow someone so i could be at 69 following but (laughs) shout out to my best friend who is megan parkansky for calling me in the middle of the night when i was asleep to tell me that she met dustin goot insert voicemail here i met dustin goot tonight bye and then to Dustin Goot, she was at the Hollywood Forever Cemetery, and I told her that's where Lisa got engaged. She's like, oh, I didn't know that. And that's where she bumped into D. Goot and his wife. So, yes, shout out to them. Shout out to Rachel. I think that's all. That is so cool that she ran into him. That video was amazing. And Megan, I need you to be on here and I miss you and you're not that far away. So we should hang out and we need to go on a road trip to visit Mr. Jason Dix. I think that would be so much fun. If you want to be on this show, all you people out there, email me at bffancast at gmail.com. Follow the show on Twitter at bffancast. Follow me at jmos and bffs. And Brittany, I love you. I hope to see you soon. Thank you and good night. I've had to watch it every four years. I'm